listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and Happy New Year! Yes, it's that time of year again where we get to count down and review the best albums that came out in the past year. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode, so welcome back to one of those. Um, I can tell you right now, I'm trying to move away from doing these a bit, but there are certain exceptions I want to make, this being one of them. Uh, like I said a while back, I always wanted this to be an interview podcast, and I'm happy to say that this kind of finally coming to fruition, as you've seen with some of my past episodes, with Jock Bartley from Firefall, and Brian Vollmer from Helix, and Jim Peterick from Pride of Lions, and formerly of Survivor. I still can't believe I had him on, but I did. It's incredible. 2020, while overall, you know, for a lot of people, you could, it's easy to see why it was a terrible year. We had this horrible pandemic ravaging the planet, and an asshole in power here in the States, but for the podcast front, it was a very good year. I got a lot of interviews. Um, I got to collaborate with some wonderful people. Craig Smith from Pods and Sods, Eric Miller from Pods and Sods, uh, John Lamoureux from The Hustle, uh, Mark Berman from Mad Sounds, and uh, whatever he's doing next. uh, Mark, I love you. Got to, you got to come back on the show, man. You're great. Uh, yeah, it's it's just been a crazy year, and I'm very happy with how it turned out, and uh, I'm happy with how the podcast has grown, and I'm ready for 2021. I think there's going to be a lot of more cool stuff in store. I've already got some stuff planned in the pipes, so be on the lookout. There's good stuff coming. Uh, so yeah, here we are. Uh, 20 albums for 2020. So we're going to do it a bit different this year. Um, usually I do my top albums and I play a song from each one and then I do a little honorable mention list and, uh, call it good and give out a few additional awards if I feel they are warranted. But this year I kind of wanted to keep it lean, keep it tight. Also, despite 2020 being a rough year for, for other reasons, it was also a really good year for music. There were a lot of good new releases that came out, man. So much good stuff. And... I had a hard time whittling this list down. There's stuff I feel bad about leaving out. <laughs> really, for real. Even with 20 albums. So, what I did was I started with 10. Then 10 became 15. Then 15 became 20. I figured, keep it at 20, 20 for 2020. So, 20 through 11, basically I'm not going to play a track from them. I'm just going to do a quick blurb and on to the next one. They're going to, you could look at them as my honorable mentions list, but they're so good. I hesitate to call them honorable mentions. Uh, then we'll get to my top 10 where I'll go more in depth. I'm going to play a clip of the song of a song from each of those albums. And that's the episode really. So let's jump right in. Let's celebrate the great, the better part of 2020, the great music that was released. So jumping right in at, at number 20, we got palace with rock and roll radio. This album is an 80s rock fan's wet dream. It's very much in the lane of Loverboy and Survivor, Ario Speedwagon, stuff like that. It's melodic 80s rock at its best. It's really good, and I highly recommend checking it out. Eleonora is a beautiful ballad. Uh, check that song out. Up next, we got Stardust with Highway to Heartbreak. They're another band on Frontiers. Uh, this was their first album, and I was really impressed with it. Uh, it's a little more synthy than... Uh, uh, Rocket Times, but it's really cool. I like I like what the band's done, and uh, they do a, a really cool cover cover of Pat Benatar's uh, Heartbreaker. Great song, and uh, there's a great song on there also called Can't Stop Loving You. That's very much in the vein of Def Leppard. Also, Bullet to the Heart is cool, so give that one a check out if you haven't yet. It's 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 well worth digging up if you love that '80s melodic rock sound. Uh, 18, we got Wide Awake in My Dreamland by Jeff Scott Soto. This was my first Jeff Scott Soto album, and I loved it. Uh, it's very, it's very Journey esque, also kind of like the early earlier stuff I mentioned. But there's also a bit of a modern twist to it. It's very, it's very much you know one foot in the future, one foot in the past, and I love that. To me, that's how music should be. So big thumbs up to Jeff Scott Soto, and there may be an episode with him coming. Stay tuned. Uh, number seventeen, we got Laura Jane Grace with "Stay Alive." Laura Jane Grace to Stay Alive. She had these songs written for the new Against Me album, but 2020, pandemic, can't get together and record. And she always has said in interviews that she doesn't like songs to sit and rot. So she decided to record the songs herself as a solo album. It's mostly acoustic. The songs are very sparse and unadorned. 
And you can tell how they would have worked as Against Me songs, but they're still really good. They're still beautiful and work in this more stripped-back environment she's given them. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, great album. It's called Stay Alive. At number 16, we have Lucifer with three. Uh, this is a new band that came on my radar this year. Uh, think of them as Black Sabbath meets 70s heart. Very doomy, but also very melodic. Uh, the, it's nice to have, have uh, I forget the lead singer's name, but it's nice to have her voice set off the kind of more darker tone of the, of the, of the sound sometimes. It's very 70s. Um, if you heard it on the radio, you might not even assume it was new music. It's, it's really impressively that much of the past. It's really cool. So, yeah, give that one a check out. Uh, next at number 15, we got Gordon Lightfoot with Solo. Uh, this is his, what's likely going to be his last album. Uh, I saw him in 2019 on his 80 Year Strong Tour, and I really enjoyed the show. Gordon Lightfoot's a great singer-songwriter from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like He is just an icon in music, in my opinion. He's very evocative with his, his words and images, and his new album is no exception. Um, it, you, you might think his voice sounds a little aged, but you know, it's, it's got personality. So I recommend checking that one out. At number 14, we got the dirty knobs with reckless abandon. Uh, Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. This is his, uh, now it's his main band. It was a side band for all, but they'd never recorded an episode uh, episode. They'd never recorded an album until now. And Man, this album is great. If you like the Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker sound, there's some of that there, especially like with Irish Girl. That's a great song up the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers alley. I recommend checking that out. But it's also very like 70s hard rock and bluesy as well. Like it's just a great, great record. Like I was blown away by it. I wasn't even aware it was coming out until like the day of release. And I bought it and I was I was surprised how much I, I liked it. Like it moved up in my list quickly like it came out late in the year and it moved up my list quickly so up next we got at number 13 we got weird by youngblood uh this up-and-coming guy from the uk he's a singer sometimes rapper uh this on this record he goes a bit more punk rock and it really pays off i i love it he's very Bowie-esque in his imagery and stuff like that, but melodically he's very like influenced by like pop punk and stuff like that and classic punk. It's a very very melodic fun record. It's just a, it's just a good time all around. Uh, my favorite song is Freak Show, and it's really cool to hear like the verses like just opposed the chorus. Like the like the verses are kind of more weird and bouncy. But then there's a really melodic chorus to kind of offset it all. It's really cool. I recommend checking that one out. Uh, if you're a fan of, like, you know, classic pop punk, like, you're, this record's going to be right up your alley. It's really cool. Uh, number 12, we got Freak Show. Speaking of Freak Shows, Freak Show by Dukes of Orient. Uh, this is the uh, a band featuring John Payne, who was who used to be in Asia for a while. Uh, I've... I'd heard of them on their first album, but I hadn't checked it out. I decided to check out their second album this year because I'm getting a little more into prog. And uh, I really enjoyed this one. It's very melodic. Um, it doesn't sound like Asia. To me, it sounds more like just like that, again, that melodic 80s rock but with a very strong like prog bend to it at times. Like at times, it's, got, it's more 70s prog than melodic rock, but it's really cool. Um, I love the title track. Um, I love the monitors. And uh, When Ravens Cry, just a great record. And then my number 11, uh, Who I Am by Corey Marks. This guy was someone I was not expecting, but I was happy I discovered him. He's a country rock, southern rock artist out of Canada. And uh, he's on Better Noise Records. And he, he's, yeah, he's on a rock label. And he did this album with Ozzy's producer, Kevin Churko. He, he did an album with Kevin Churko. Who, who produced for Ozzy, and man, you can tell, this album is, it's got heavy guitars, but it's got that down-home country, like, southern rock crunch in it as well. He's a guy that I, I wish him the best of luck, because I feel like he's almost, he's too heavy for country radio, and too country for rock radio in some ways, but man, this album, I just enjoyed it. It's fun, it's catchy, uh, you don't get southern rock like this anymore, and that's kind of sad, so it's cool to see him kind of bringing this sound back, and I recommend Outlaws and Outsiders, and blame it on the double as songs you should check out. So that was my, you know, quote unquote honorable mentions or the first 10. 
Uh, let's move on to my top 10 albums for 2020. Let's jump right in. At number 10, The Struts with Strange Days. I did not expect this album to come out this year. Um, so at the start of the year, in a more simpler time, do you remember the beginning of 2020 when you could still go places to rock shows and stuff like that? Oh, I remember that before there was the threat of a virus. Uh, one of the last shows I went to was the Struts on their Tour de California tour, and they were on fire. I mean, I, that was my second time seeing them, and they definitely put on a great show. Uh, again, it was just by far one of the best shows I've ever seen. I'd say that about the other one, too. This one was great because I was closer. And at the show, they premiered two new songs, Do What You Want, Nobody Does It Like You, and uh, Low Key in Love. And I was like, okay, they're going to start working on an album, and that will probably come out maybe at the earliest, like, late 2020, but probably not until 2021. So I was like, cool. Then the pandemic hit. I was like, okay, they're going to put whatever they've got totally on hold. Then September rolls around, and we get a new song in Strange Days. And I'm like, that was unexpected. Then the album is announced. So I guess what they did is kind of when things stopped, they went in and recorded an album in like 10 days or something like that. It didn't, they didn't spend a lot of time on this album. Like they, it was very natural and you can tell the production is a little more raw. It's less produced than the previous album, which is kind of cool to see. And yeah, it's, it's definitely not, it's not the same record as Young and Dangerous. It's more like, it's more like the band sounds live, which is really cool. I think, I think that was a cool thing to bring out of them. You know, Luke Spiller's a very showman-esque frontman, and he's able to pull that through still in these songs without, like, you know, the, I feel like the production on the last album, Kaido, was more, like, folk-centered around bringing him to the forefront. You have also can hear the guitar a lot more this time around. You can hear the drums, the bass. It's just a lot more of a band album, and it's great. It uh, feels like a... It feels like a... Very much like a band on fire. And, like, this is then, like... If you thought the first two records were good, band, this one like ups the notch for sure. Uh, some highlights for me, I think "Strange Days" is a great song about what's going on, and I think it's going to last outside of you know. It's not going to be dated by the pandemic. It's not written that it will be. So that's a great song. I love "All Dressed Up" and "Nowhere to Go." Uh, they kind of made a song about you know wanting to go out and you can't go out. Uh, appropriate for right now. Uh, that song, I love the motorcycle sound effects in it. It's that's just a rocker. I love it. I uh, hate how much I want you with Phil Collins and Joe Elliott of Def Leppard. That was a great surprise. Another hit of showmanship. That's classic struts. And Burn It Down is a wonderful ballad. Um, a pleasant surprise and a warm welcome towards the end of this year. I love this, this record. And uh, I'm going to play you a little clip of the song Strange Days right now. So let's talk about it. I know you sometimes hate the way that you but that's what makes you real It's what more than a million roses Oh, these are strange days And many strange ways A message to outer space Send help cause we lost our way Oh, these are strange Strange Days by The Struts. Up next at number nine, we got Neil Young with Homegrown. This one might be cheating a bit. It was originally recorded in the 70s and was shelved in favor of the album Tonight's the Night. And it was sitting and sitting and fans have been speculating on it for years. And Neil finally put it out this year. Now I have to be real with you people. I'm still new to Neil Young. But I latched onto this one right away. I love his folksier stuff like Harvest and After the Gold Rush. And this one's right up that alley. It's very much in that kind of similar vein. I love his songwriting. He seems to just kind of like, it flows very nat 
naturally from him. Sometimes it's a little abstract, but I love it. And uh, I've I've grown to enjoy his voice. It's different, but he really does have something special with the way he sings. And th this album is very stripped back, you know, like like those two previous albums I mentioned. It's a very acoustic affair, and it's just a, a joy to listen to. It's very breezy. The highlights for me, I like Love is a Rose, uh, which was also recorded by Linda Ronstadt. Homegrown, Kansas, We Don't Smoke It No More, uh, Little Wing, Star of Bethlehem. This album really surprised me. I'm looking forward to diving more into Neil Young this year, and who knows, there might be a Neil Young episode at some point this year. I'd love to talk about him. I think he's a really interesting character. But let's have a little clip of the song, Kansas. I feel like I just woke up from a bad dream And it's so good to have you sleeping by my side Although I'm not so sure If I even know your name Hold on, baby, hold on We can go gliding through the air Far from the tears you've That was Kansas by Neil Young. Up next at number eight, we got Blue Oyster Cult with The Symbol Remains. 2020 seemed to be the year of Blue Oyster Cult, for me at least. So I've always enjoyed Burning For You and Don't Fear the Reaper. I mean, who doesn't? Those are great songs. Uh, but I never really dived into the band outside of that. I, I, I think I tried as a kid, and it was just too weird for me at the time. I didn't get it. But Frontiers Records was doing a good job at building up 2020 as they had a lot of Blue Oyster Cult releases that were going to culminate in a new album. Their first album in something like 19 years, I think. It was, it's been a really long time since uh, The Curse of the Hidden Mirror. So I figured, all right, let me give it a second try. And one of the albums they put out was an album called Cult Classics, where Blue Oyster Cult had gone in in like the mid-90s and re-recorded some of their old songs. And... It finally clicked in my brain. I really enjoyed that album. I enjoyed, and I started to like pick up some of their older stuff, and I enjoyed that a lot. Like Secret Treaties, I love that record. Fire of Unknown Origin, uh, Spectres. There's a lot of cool stuff in their back catalog, and I recommend checking it out, especially if you love like weird, abstract lyrics at times, kind of creepy storylines. It's fun stuff. It's very, it's very fun stuff. So there was this buildup all year to this new album. And I was kind of curious, like, it's been so long since they've been been—they've made a record, what are they going to do? Well, October rolls around, we get the symbol remains, and color me very, very happy. I was so, so happy with the way this, al this album came out. It's cool what they did. I think they've made their best album, arguably since Fire of Unknown Known Origin, maybe even Spectres. It's a really good album. They stayed true to their sound, and they also kind of did this thing, like, I feel like different songs touch on different parts of their career. Like, the first song on the album, That Was Me, it kind of reminds me of their album, Heaven Forbid, where they were a little bit heavier, like a little more distorted. I feel like that that song definitely fits that vibe. Uh, then there's some stuff on there, like, you've got Box In My Head, that's a, that's a, that's way more melodic. I could, you could see that on Mirrors. It's really cool. They, they managed to, like, run the gamut on sounds. Uh, some highlights for me, I love, like I said, Box In My Head, it's a fun, melodic song. That was me. Nightmare Epiphany is kind of like a cool story song. The Alchemist, which is very much a sequel almost like to a song like Astronomy, it sounds like. It's very cool. It, it would be right at home on Secret Treaties. The Machine is a really cool song. And Florida Man, that's about exactly what you think it's about. And it's hilarious and wonderful and makes the Florida Man story believable in only the way Blue Oyster Cult could. It's really good. Uh, Eric Bloom and Buck Dharma sound great on this album. And uh, they're keeping it alive. And you know what? I kind of hope, you know, there's more for, the, for them. I hope we get another record out of them. Because this one is just so quality. It's so good. And I feel like they have a lot more to offer. So good stuff from you guys, Blue Oyster Cult. Keep that shit up. I was hoping I could have seen you in 2020, but the virus prevented that. So 
I will be trying to catch you when this pandemic is over. But for now, here's a little clip of the song Box In My Head. Cult from the album The Symbol Remains. All right, up next at number seven, we got Ozzy Osbourne with Ordinary Man. I have been waiting for this album. It's been a while. I'd heard there was a completed Ozzy album in the can some years ago, and I'm honestly not sure what happened to that because this album was definitely just recorded new not long ago. You've got you've got Ozzy working with Andrew Watt, who was in California Breed, and now he works with Post Malone. Which is, it's an interesting combination. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, that'll be weird. Because first Ozzy appeared on that Post Malone single, uh, Take What You Want. And I liked his appearance on there. It was good to hear him sing it again. And, but I was like, okay, how's that going to work for Ordinary Man? And the dude made a hell of a straightforward rock and roll album. That also kind of feels like, it feels like a good buy this record. I'm a super big Ozzy fan. I've been worried about his health. I've been trying to see him live, and that has fell through multiple times now at this point. And this record, just, it feels like a goodbye. It might not be. I've heard he's working on the next album already, but we'll see. Uh, You know, he's dealing with Parkinson's. But the record we got this year, I I feel like it was was very divisive to the fans, but for me, I I like this record a lot. Uh, It kind of takes him all all across his career a little bit. There's some songs on, on here to me that sound like Black Sabbath, like, Goodbye, really, like, has that Sabbathy vibe. Straight to Hell is just a great rocker. I love that song. Ordinary Man with Elton John. It's very Beatles-esque. All My Life, kind of... Again, there's a bit more of a Beatles sound to that, but it kind of reminds me of, like, Tonight from Die for Madman. I love that song. Under the Graveyard, which is the first single, that song is just driving and crushing. And, of course, Scary Little Green Man. I love a good song about aliens. This record is great fun. Um, to the people that didn't like it, I I don't get it. What do you want from Ozzy? This is great stuff. Uh, I love it, and uh, I'm going to play a clip of the song all my life. I was standing at the edge, looking down at myself as a child. And he looked back at me, crying tears.
Ozzy Osbourne with All My Life from the album Ordinary Man. Great stuff. All right, number six, we got Imploding the Mirage by The Killers. Uh, this was my first Killers album. I am a terrible millennial because I started listening to The Killers in 2020. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, this was originally slated for release earlier in the year, but it was pushed to later. For those that don't know, um, I feel like those listening should know, though. The Killers are kind of like a early 2000s melodic, like, new wave 80s rock band. I, I love them. They, they take a lot of the sounds from the 80s I love and bring them to the future. And they're great. Uh, and they I heard the song Caution, the first single, and I was just blown away by that song. And it immediately made me want to start checking out The Killers a lot more. I've been told I would like them, so it, it was finally time. So I jumped in and I fell in love with their music. And I was anticipating this album. I was like, this is going to be incredible. And then the album gets pushed back to August. <laughs> And I was like, great. I was kind of worried they were going to hold, keep holding it out, but thankfully they didn't. It came out, and I was blown away. It might just be like, you know, some of the excitement of discovering this new band I love, but man, I was blown away with this, this album. It's super anthemic, super melodic, and uh, to me, it kind of puts them back on the path of like the first two albums. Like, it really reminds me of Samstown quite a bit. Uh, the highlights I love My Own Soul's Warning, Blowback, Dying Breed, like I said, Caution. Caution might be the song of the year for me. Not necessarily the album, but the song of the year for me. Lightning Fields and the title track. Just incredible stuff. Uh, Brandon and everybody in the band, just they, they went out of their way. It was incredible. It was a well-done record, and we've all literally already got another one coming. They posted the track list. So get ready, people. Uh, with that, I'm going to play a little clip of the song Imploding the Mirage. Check this out. I was a timid rock William boy She was tattooed and ready to deploy Gave me reservation and the light But she could be the dangerous type But I threw caution Cause something about that yin and the yin Was pushing my boundaries out Killers with Imploding the Mirage. Great stuff. So up next at number five, we've got The Absence of Presence by Kansas. Uh, shout out to my friend Eric Miller. Uh, I was on a prog bender this year. I was an amateur amateur Kansas fan until this year. All I knew was Dust in the Wind, Carry On My Wayward Son. I knew Point of No Return, but I didn't know that was Kansas that sang it for years. I thought that song was an ELO song, so haha. But uh, this is their second album since kind of re-establishing themselves. I think Steve Walsh left in 2014. And since then, the band, they got a new singer in Ronnie Platt, and that's really allowed them to, you know, do a lot more because this guy has the voice that can sing these songs. Like, Steve Walsh is, is a great singer, but unfortunately his voice just isn't what it used to be. And they put out an album called uh, Prelude Implicit that did really well with the fans, and they toured a lot, and I, I was hearing a buzz about this band. And after kind of dipping my toe in the prog rock pool with yes i figured it was time to go all in on kansas and i did that this year and i really enjoyed it and i was very much anticipating the, the release of this album and like some other albums it also got pushed back <laughs> but not for the same reason like they had an issue not getting the vinyl pressed on time so but that didn't affect me i had i had cd i have a cd copy so yay me but i still had to wait for it but when the album came out, like, it was very much something, you know, this was one I was anticipating, and I got it, and I was very happy with what they did in this one. Um, it's that thing I was talking about earlier. It's the past, acknowledging the past, one foot in it, and stepping forward into the future. This is Kansas 2020, and 
it's great, but you can't. But you, it's not like they've totally left the past behind. If you love the old albums, if you love, you know, Carry On My Wayward Son, and you love Point of No Return, if you love albums like that, uh, wait, the album's not called Carry On My Wayward Son. It's called Left Overture. My bad. If you love Left Overture and you love Point of No Return and Audio Visions and Monolith and Song for America, I think you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of this album still. Uh, it builds, it feels like it's, it's like kind of looking at what the world's going through and what and how we move forward. It takes me on a journey and help me make and help it help really help make me a full on prog rock nerd. I'm I'm really into that sound right now. Shout out to Ronnie Platt, Zach Rizavi, uh, Philly Hart, David Ragsdale. They are all killing it on this album. They're just killing it. I love it, especially Philly Hart. He's the original drummer, and man, that dude hits hard. I I love it. I hope I could see them live. I was planning on it this year, but. Again, thank you, COVID. Yeah, the album is great. Like, Sound of the Past, Sound of the Future, melodic stuff. Uh, some highlights. I love the title track, uh, The Absence of Presence. Throwing Mountains is a great song. Uh, Memories Down the Line is kind of more of a ballad-esque song, but it's very pretty. Animals on the Roof, that's a good rocker. And Song the River sang, sang. That is just an epic prog rock closing number of the album it's very intense i love how fast the drums are it's great stuff like seriously i i recommend checking out this album out even if you don't consider yourself a kansas fan this is worth listening to there's some really incredible stuff on here so i'm gonna play you a little clip of memories down the line they gave all they tried to save down the line by kansas go check that record out seriously this is good stuff all right now we're moving into my top four and starting out with we got uh neck deep with all distortions are intentional the first pop punk album on the on the list yay if you're not counting young blood um it's been a hot minute since the piece in the panic uh i really got into them with that last record and i'm definitely excited to talk about this new one it's a step in a more melodic directions i hear shade of the shades of the beatles uh, it's just an overall bend towards a stronger, more like pop psychedelic sound, and I think that's really good for them. I think it worked out really well. Uh, it it polarized the fan base a bit, but I love it. I love it. This this was pandemic comfort audio for me. This album was great. Like I played this thing so much this year. Highlights are the song Fall, Low Life, Telling Stories. Uh, when you know that's another one of my songs of the year. Just Fucking incredible melodic pop punk song. Uh, Sick Joke is a fun song, especially appropriate for this year. Uh, I Revolve Around You is a wonderful love song. Pushing Daisies, that's a great record closer and just a great song in general. You need you people need to hear that one as well. I think. Uh, yeah, this record is great if you're into pop punk and or if you like stuff that's got a bit more of like a Beatles esque melodic bend to it to it like pop music. I recommend this one too. I want more people to check out uh, Neck Deep and some of the pop punk bands I talk about. I feel like they need more attention. So here's a little clip of When You Know. Sunshine, we don't belong here. We got no flowers to grow. But it feels so good with you on me, baby. I feel so good when you know, when you know. 
was neck deep with Win You Nail. Up next at number three, we got I Don't Know How, But They Found Me. Yes, that's the band name. I Don't Know How, But They Found Me with the album Razzmatazz. This is an interesting little duo. It's uh, Dallin Weeks. He used to be in uh, Panic of the Disco. He, he formed this little side project that's a uh, very new, wavy, alternative, uh, 80s synth-pop sound. It's really cool. Like, if you're into that 80s synth-pop, like, Duran Duran, Gary Newman-esque sound, like, this is right up your alley. I highly recommend checking this out. I was not expecting this album uh, to blow me away like it did. Like, no offense to, I don't know how, but they found me, but they kind of, they dropped an EP a couple years ago. That was really cool. And then it was like, it feel like it feels like it took forever to get to this album. Like that EP came out in uh, 2017, I want to say. No, 2018. It came out in 2018. So we had to wait quite a while to get the album. But man, was this album worth the wait? When I finally spun it, like I, it, I fell out of my chair. Basically, it was. It's just so so good and so melodic. Uh, like. I love the aesthetic. They really scratch that new wave itch, and I can't wait for, to hear more from them. I can't wait to see them live when I get the chance. This is just a great 80s synth pop album, and I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, my highlights are, I like the song Leave Me Alone. That's a great single. Uh, Mad IQs is great. Uh, from the Gallows is this really kind of cool. Like It's like, imagine like one of those like 50s, like, doo-doo-doo-wah, love songs, but like put through like some kind of weird electronic blade runner-esque future it's even got like the spoken word like darling middle section uh, it's it's done like in like a weird robot voice it's really cool i love that song as well uh sugar pills cluster hug uh the title track uh, razzmatazz is great too this album was definitely left uh, like it came out of left field and i'm glad it did just kind of crashed into my favorite albums list and those listening like if I recommend checking out any of these albums, but man, this is one that like I'm really like, go listen to it. It's really great. And here's a clip of the song Leave Me Alone. Check it out. I don't know how, but they found me with the song Leave Me Alone. Just incredible stuff. Really good. Go check out that album, Razzmatazz. All right, we're, we're up at number two now. Number two, we got Stand Atlantic with the album Pink Elephant. Uh, Stand Atlantic, an Australian pop-punk band who I really enjoyed their debut album, uh, Skinny Dipping. That was a great record. And uh, I was excited to see what they would do next. I, I've seen them live once. They're, they're a really fun band. And uh, man. Talk about growth between albums. Uh, the first album, like I said, is really good. I enjoyed it. But man, this album, they set a high bar for themselves with pop punk with this one. Uh, there's some different sounds going on, uh, some different vibes. A lot of songs about relationships as well, which is, you know, to be expected in pop punk. But it's really, they're really well written. They're strong. They're punchy. And they're catchy as hell. Uh, it's an album I came back to at multiple points this year. And I hope to see them live again in the future. Uh, I love the vocalist, uh, Bonnie. She is just great. She is really good. She has a really, really strong voice and I rec and the band is tight behind her. And like I said, they chose some different sounds this time. There's a piano song. There's something that diffs kind of more into the electronic territory. It's really cool. Uh, the highlights for me, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Hate Me Sometimes, one, probably my favorite song on the album, Blurry, uh, like like that, uh, Drink to Drown, Silk and Satin, and Evil Eye Go. Just a great 
if you love pop punk, you're going to love this album. And it's an album I, I played the shit out of this thing this year. It's great. It was, it's, I'm still coming back to it this year. It's that good. It's, I think this is going to be like an album to them I really hang on to. So, uh, here's a clip of the song, Hate Me Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes love that song time for my number one this should not surprise anybody dennis DeYoung with 26 east volume one the king returns the king of sticks returns this was my most anticipated album of 2020 and man this thing did not let me down everybody knows i'm a huge sticks fan and this album is the best sticks album since paradise theater yeah i said it i said it it's sticks album it's better than anything Tommy and JY have done without it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, just, just my opinion. I know I'm allowed, I'm allowed to have opinions, but you know, this is this is a really good album. I, I love I love that he really like conjured up the classic stick sound. He got Jim Peterick to help him out. Like Jim Peterick was almost the catalyst for this thing. Like he he was like you know Dennis, the world needs your music, and they wrote a song together, and they just kept writing. And for me as a fan, this album invokes that classic stick sound. And that's why it's my number one. Number one. Like it, it's that sound I love by Dennis so much. And it's great to hear him sing new songs again. It's really wonderful. And he's got a great he's got a great band behind him. Like it's the same band he uses to play live with. And they all shine through on here. The the big vocals, the big keys, the big guitars, like it's all there. Everything you could want from a Sticks album is in this record. Uh, some highlights. I love East of Midnight. That song, if you love like Grand Illusion and stuff like that, that's going to be your favorite song, and it's one of mine. Uh, With All Due Respect is a great rocker. A bit of a controversial song, but man, that song is great. Uh, Kingdom of Blaze is a great prog piece. Run for the Roses is a beautiful ballad. Damn That Dream just fucking rocks. That song crushes. To the Good Old Days is a great ballad. Like Anybody that says that Dennis, by the way, wasn't the couldn't write rock songs like you're gonna be proven wrong by this album this album just blows that idea out of the water water it's great i cannot say enough good things about it i was kind of bummed i was really trying to get him on the podcast this year and i couldn't but maybe next time because there will be a volume two and i'm super excited for that i'm super excited that like we'll get at least one more new release from dennis he's kind of saying like this is the end for him and like as far as doing new music and you know what i'm cool with that I get it. I get why I get why he's doing it, but man, like this album like it just proves he's got so much in him still and so much to give. And Dennis, thank you for all the music. Thank you for all the great shows. The last show I saw this year was Dennis DeYoung playing the whole Grand Illusion album. Uh I saw it like right before things shut down. My dad got to come out for it and that was great. That was a really important moment for me. Like Dad turned me on to Sticks. He introduced me to Grand Illusion. Grand Illusion became like just one of my favorite albums ever. It's an album I still come back to frequently and and uh, sit with him and see Dennis play that whole album, start to finish, as, as well as all the other Sticks hits. It was just a great night, and we had a blast. And I replay the memory of that show a lot in my head. It was just incredible. So Dennis, Jim, thank you for this wonderful album. Uh, this is. 
like like I said, good things came out of 2020, and this is one of them. You're hoping that maybe late this year we can see you live again and you can play some of these new songs. It would be incredible. So with that, I'm gonna play a song. I'm gonna play a full song this time from the album. To wrap it all up, thank you guys for listening. It's gonna be a great 2021. I've got some good stuff in the pipes, so hang on. You, you you're in for some treats. I assure you guys. Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. You're great. Keep on rocking. Let's we're in this together, man. If we can if we can make it through 2020, we can make it through 2021. There's brighter days ahead. There's more music to listen to. It's going to be a fun year, and I plan to score that fun year. So, till next time, I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, and music. Drop that, Dennis. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.